Okay, so this is like a difficult topic for me to talk about because it, it requires me to kind of try to shepherd my mind in the direction that I want it to go um, so that what I'm talking about is easy for people to understand. And um, so I, I, I'm hoping that uh, I will be successful in that and that you guys understand what it is that I'm trying to say and that you can take something from it and it helps you improve your life. Um, or at least your understanding, at the very least, your understanding of life. Um, in a past episode, I had done, probably sometime last year, I did an episode called No Karma for Donald Trump. And on it, I talked about basically that at this point, like, you got to really stop wishing harm on Trump, like wishing all the sorts of evil thing on Trump, things on Trump, because all you're doing is hurting yourself and you're creating bad, you know, bad vibes for yourself, really. Um, I, I don't think that you're in a good mental state if you're like wishing death on a person. <laughs> like I've never seen anybody smiling while they talk about how they want, you know, Trump to die or that they hate Trump. And I've actually had somebody say to me, you know, it seems like you talk about Trump a lot. I don't talk about Trump for no reason. I mean, if I, I, I'm hoping that if you know you're conscious enough to enough rather to understand what it is that I'm trying to really do here, um, and I mean I felt like I've rep- repeated it enough times, you know what it is that I'm trying to do, you know by talking about Trump and saying I don't hate him and kind of trying to get people to look at his behavior objectively instead of just saying everything he does is evil and he's a horrible person, um, but in case that's lost in translation. Let me reiterate. Um, Every time you hate a person, you're basically hurting yourself. And what I mean by that is this. Like I said, it's really hard for you to say, I hate this person, like, and mean it and feel good. Right? I've never seen somebody talk about hating somebody or wishing death on them and smiling while they're doing it and genuinely feel, you know, (laughs) genuinely feel happy. So clearly when you talk about hating a person, you are, in order to hate that person, you are also putting yourself simultaneously in a negative state. You do that enough times and you're low-key going to trigger suffering for yourself, right? Uh, In the book, the Upanishads by Eknard, uh, I, I don't know how to say his last name, so I'm not going to, but just, you know, Eknath is his first name. Um, he talks about that. Every time you're angry, you're basically, every time you allow yourself to get angry, you're paying for one one thousandth of a heart attack. So every time you say, I hate this person, right? Like you're, you're, you're paying for that hate with, your with a positive mindset. So you're giving up a positive mindset in order to express hate or wish death on a person. You do that enough times, even if you're doing it haphazardly or unconsciously, like you're not even mindful of what you're doing, right? You do that enough times, you're going to find yourself getting sick, feeling angry, right? Like, it's going to, there's no way carrying that kind of anger or hate or hostility in your heart, especially towards people you don't know, 
isn't going to eventually lead to some sort of suffering, right? So I've, I've talked to people who basically like just, just finished watching like a speech that Trump did. And then as soon as he was done speaking, excuse my dog, um, as soon as he was done speaking, like maybe two, three hours later, they're talking about how like they ended up getting into an argument with, you know, a close family member or their partner or their lover or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really surprised. You just sat down and you talked about hating somebody for like full on 30, 45 minutes. And then you think that all that negative energy that you just fucking like (laughs) generated is just going to disappear. No, you're going to carry that negativity. You're going to carry that anger, that hate into your relationship your partner is going to pick up on it and they're going to pick up on it unconsciously. And then it's going to end up manifesting itself through an argument. And if you don't believe me, fucking try it. Try it. If you are a Trump supporter, talk about all the people in the Democratic Party that you hate. Then pause Give yourself two hours or so or less. Sometimes it's immediate. And then go and try to have a family, have a conversation with your family member and see how that makes you feel. See how your family member responds to your negative state. If, if, you, <laughs> if you don't, by some miracle, end up having a fight or an argument with that person, with the person that you love, I would be very surprised. And then you wonder, well, where did that negativity, that anger come from, from the fight? Well, you were fucking generating it when you were sitting there talking about and thinking about all the people that you hated. Like, there weren't any consequences for allowing yourself to feel that way. People unconsciously pick up on negative emotional states. And what I mean by that is, like, I'm sure you've been in a room with people like you I'm sure you've walked into a room where something bad just happened or an argument just happened and you felt it and you just instinctively go oh what happened here and you laugh it off but that's that's energy that's energy that you picked up on unconsciously but you picked up on it it's psychic energy and It was generated, and then it was dumped there, and then you picked it up. Right. So every time you talk about people that you hate or things that you hate or circumstances that you hate, you are generating negative energy for yourself, and that energy has to go somewhere. You're manifesting negative energy, and that energy is going to go somewhere. And... More often than not, it ends up going to, towards somebody that you deeply care about. So to the person who says, I talk about Trump so much, I hope you're understanding why. Because I'm seeing people hating their family members. And, and a lot of people think, Oh, well, maybe I just dislike my family member because they're a Trump supporter. Maybe there's some truth to that. But you knew that that person in your family kind of held those sort of views before Trump got elected. 
but it just didn't really phase you in the same way as it does now. Because now you are generating all of this negative energy towards one individual who doesn't live with you, doesn't even know you exist. And then that energy has to go somewhere. And typically it goes to, towards a person in your family, somebody that you're close to, close to. And so pardon me for saying I, I'm not going to allow that to happen in my life and sick, make myself sick and sicken people that I care about. And so for me, as an African immigrant female living in Southern California, which is pretty conservative, San Diego is pretty conservative compared to like LA, um, I could easily label myself as a liberal Trump hater, whatever you want to call it. But that means I'm opening myself up to being susceptible to negative energy states and to being triggered by energy patterns that have been created by things outside of myself. And I'm just not willing to give anybody or anything. I don't want to. I'm really working on consciously not giving anybody or anything that kind of power over me. Does it make sense now? I have said in previous episodes that I I do... I repeat, and I know I repeat, so I'm conscious of my repetition. But the repetition is intentional because you're not, you don't learn your ABCs. You didn't learn your ABCs as a kid by hearing it the first time. You don't learn new thought patterns and new patterns of behavior by just listening to you know, once, one thing once, and then that's it. No, you have to hear that message in different forms or in the same form over and over and over again until it, sim- until it sinks in. I loop books until it sinks in, but you can also loop negative actions until that sinks in. You want to become an alcoholic? Well, loop the behavior of drinking alcohol excessively, and that becomes a learned behavior. It's through lep- repetition, rather, that we learn. So I talk about Trump a lot, Because right now, we live in a society that's extremely polarized and people are allowing themselves to get pulled into either direction. Either this, either you're a Trump supporter or you're, you know, a liberal. Or either you're this or that. And that that sort of thing is that sort of polarization is never healthy. Accepting labels that you don't even define is never healthy. Okay? So, I hope that takes care of that. I hope that takes care of that. What I wanted to talk about specifically is karma. So there's instant karma 
like you smack somebody and somebody turns around and smacks you not the same person but somebody else that you you know weren't expecting to smack you smacks you that's instant karma you steal something something gets stolen from you but then there is soul karma so i did an episode called no karma for donald trump because back when i recorded that episode i had no understanding of how karma really works. I mean, I saw what I thought was a degenerate human being, or what I labeled as a degenerate human being, basically going through his life, getting away with shit. But that episode was done in the spirit of what this episode has been done in, which is getting my listeners to let go of anger and hate because it does not serve them. So however way I have to say it, if I say, you know, a lot of the things that he says, it's funny, right and call out the media for you know saying that the things that he says is racist as far as like the chinese virus is concerned and calling it the chinese virus meanwhile they're ignoring the fact that the chinese are literally like harassing africans in china and evicting them out of their homes and deporting them back to africa meanwhile they completely are taking over the continent of africa right so nobody wants to talk about that, right? So by pointing out all these little things, the idea is to get my listeners to stop looking at things as though everything is black and white. It's not. There's no, there are no true absolute monsters here, right? Another favorite thing I, use, I, I, like, or I, I like to use as an analogy is the soul and life experiences. And what I mean by that is if you took my soul, right, I'm not a black person. I am a soul living in a black body, having an experience of a black African female in 2020. But if you took my soul and you uploaded my consciousness into the life of a person who, let's say, grew up in, upper, in an upper-middle-class white America in the 40s and 50s, and I was a white male, right? Do you think, that, let's say, like, my, my parents were super wealthy millionaires, and I grew up extremely privileged. Do you think that in my 30s, I would be every day on a daily basis painting women of color, especially in the way that I paint them, which is regal. Of course not. I, I wouldn't even, why would I even turn to art? Do you know many billionaire artists out there? No, I, I wouldn't even have the personality that I have. The personality that I have now is one that has been born from my experiences as a black woman, both in America and in Africa. I think I've mentioned Altered Carbon before, but you guys totally have to go watch it if you haven't yet. I think I'm going to rewatch it, actually, um, when I'm done with this episode today, I think. Um, but that's kind of, it kind of gives you 
a little visual glint of what it is that I'm talking about. So if I would be a completely different person had I had a different upbringing or had my consciousness been uploaded into a different body, then who the fuck am I to judge another person? Any person. Can I say that that person's behavior is unconscious? I sure can. Can I apply any other labels to them? I cannot. Because to me, a label is just another form of like abuse. You take a whole immortal, eternal soul and you force them into this box, liberal, conservative, bipolar, depressed, schizophrenic, and you force them to behave according to the terms in which has been dictated by other human beings who are no better than that person is. That's not cool. Fuck your labels. Growing up in this country, I had African-American people, and I'm using those labels intentionally because clearly I need to explain the story, um, and white people ask me, why do you talk like that? You talk like a white person. I've had white people say that term as though it was like, or use that sentence as though it was some sort of fucking compliment. And then I've had black people use that term as an insult. And my response to that is always, what does a black person talk like? Because I am a black person. And to tell me that I'm talking like a white person sounds like a racist dig against black people. Because there's an implication there that black people cannot speak eloquently and that any person who speaks eloquently or any person who's astute, erudite, and educated must be emulating the white race. That's fucked up. And so for a white person to say, oh my God, you're so articulate. It's like, um, well, what do you mean by that? I, I, I was educated the same way you were educated. And so I'm gonna speak in the manner that reflects that. Why do you seem surprised? Are you, were you expecting me to bark like a dog or something? What are you low-key trying to, or high-key trying to imply? So you see, the problem is that a lot of African-Americans, especially in this country, and you're thinking, where else would African-Americans be? There are African-Americans in other countries. Um, but a lot of African-Americans in this country feel as though in order to be black, you have to speak in abonics and act a particular way. And as a result, they end up painting themselves into lives that don't, into roles that don't serve them, that cause suffering for them long-term. So, one of the many reasons why I don't fuck with labels.
back to Trump. You take any person, right? I know a lot of, or I, I have known a lot of very privileged people of all ethnicities, or I should say residing in any ethnic body, who have not really had to struggle, never really had to experience discrimination, right? And more or less everything has been, their whole lives have been sort of catered, right? And they've been protected. And these sort of people are kind of all pretty much similar. They, the way they deal with people is extremely, quote unquote, narcissistic. Right? They expect the world to revolve around them and they don't really have a lot of substance or depth. And so can I then judge them and say that I'm better than them? No. I mean, I could, but that would just be me being a dick. Because the only reason why I have the kind of personality that I have is because of the struggles that I endured and came through. So if anything, I should feel sorry for them because they weren't blessed enough to have some sort of struggle in order to develop strong personalities and leave it at that. And that's what we have in a person like Trump. He has not had a difficult life by any sense of the imagination. And so he doesn't understand. He's remedial in a way. He's handicapped in a way. So he doesn't understand how his behavior comes off and he's not capable really of loving others and empathizing with others and thus he's also incapable of being loved if anything you should feel sorry for him and people like him I'm not saying condone their shitty behavior that's never what I've said or meant But one, constantly criticizing them for being what they are is like trying to change a tiger's stripes. Who's, who's, who's the same person here? A person who says, yeah, well, that's just how it is. Or a person who says, no, I got to figure out how to get rid of its stripes. It is what it is. It is what it is. He is what he is. And under different circumstances, you would be a different person. You would be a different type of person. You don't even have to be under different circumstances. If you all of a sudden came into lots of money and not saying not like let's just say not like the lottery people who win the lottery and then they spend it all in one go although that is another example of what i'm trying to talk about but if you just let's say you won a lottery where you were going to get a million dollars a year for the rest of your life you would be a whole different person <laughs> not after the first year not after the second year but maybe by the 10th year of constantly 
being able to just get whatever you wanted and never having to struggle again and knowing that you never really had have to struggle for anything ever again you become you would become a whole different person it's like these celebrities when they become famous and then people say man you've changed well yeah because their circumstances have changed so why are you expecting me to hate a person who's just really a victim of their circumstances how does that serve me except for put me in a negative mental state and then cause me to infect all the people that I care about with my negativity and my anger. That energy doesn't go anywhere. But since we're on the topic of karma, I'd like to delve into that just a little bit. There is a book that I've mentioned before. It's called Life After Life. And you should check it out. It was written by a medical doctor where he went into different countries that happened to have uh, a high, high incidence of people claiming to, be, uh, to have reincarnated. I found that story extremely, that book extremely enjoyable, but also very eye-opening because I thought about what I had said regarding Trump and no karma for him. And I realized that I was being short-sighted. Karma isn't something that's limited to just your one lifespan. This is something I, I, I actually also learned from uh, listening to some teachings by, uh, by Buddha, Buddhist teachings. Um, that I've also been reading lately. Um, the life that you have now is largely a result of the life that you had before. So if you are alive right now, you fucked up in a previous <laughs> incarnation. Sorry, I fucked up too. Uh, you fucked up in a previous incarnation and now you've come, you've come back to try to, or you've been somehow convinced um, into coming back and trying to work off that karma. When I said that there was no karma for Trump because of the fact that he was damn near 80 and if anything happened to him now, I mean, it'd be like, okay, so the fuck what? I mean, he's old. Is that karma or is, just, is that just old age? So you sitting there and wishing death on him and everything else, like he's lived his life, it's over. You know, pretty much. I mean, it's almost over. That's not karma if he gets cancer. That's just old age if that happens. You know, but sitting there and wishing bad things on him is not going to help you any. It's going to hurt you. That's bad karma for you. Nobody can wish evil on somebody and maintain a positive mood. So you're just causing yourself to suffer. But then I read about these kids. So there was one, one group of kids in particular in Burma. And they remembered their lives, their previous lives. And in their previous lives, they were 
World War II, Japanese World War II soldiers. So basically, the Japanese occupied Burma and they were cruel to the Burmese people. This was during World War II. And the soldiers, the Japanese soldiers who, I guess, I don't want to say tortured, but I guess antagonized for a softer word, for lack of better wording right now, um, these Burmese people ended up coming back as the children of the people that they made suffer. That, to me, was like eye-opening. So you see, it's not, you know, it's not that simple how karma works. But it also is quite simple. So if you spend your life, let's say you're a white supremacist, right? And you spend your life antagonizing people of color. The way your karma is set up, you're going to come back as a person of color. If you build up negative karma, you have to come back. So you're coming back anyway, especially if you're unconscious. If you're building up that kind of karma where you're treating people like shit because of the color of their skin, you're most likely super unconscious. And if you're unconscious and you've never, you've not woken up and you're not living consciously, then yeah, you're coming back here. Sorry. Now, to say to some people, you have to come back here. Some people might hear that and think, oh, well, that's, that's not bad. That means I, I get to come back to earth. Mm. Earth is not the place you want to keep coming back. The idea isn't to keep fucking coming back here. If you're coming back here, I've said it before, it's because you fucked up. You failed. So I'm back here. And I don't know what I did to black women. But I had to come, I have to come back or I had to come back and live as a black woman. And I was probably a misogynist. And I was probably a racist. If I had to guess, I was probably a Hindu man. Because I have always, my whole entire life, I've always had an affinity for everything Hindu. From the music and just Asian food in general. I mean, my friends in college called me Asia because that's, Literally, I just, that's all I ate was like Asian food um, for the longest time, most of my life. I mean, my, my really good friends when I was a kid in Nigeria were either, you know, obviously like Africans or Chinese. So I've always sort of had an affinity towards just Asian culture in general. And then my whole journey to rediscovering, I'm going to say rediscovering Hinduism started unconsciously. Like at first I just started kind of buying uh, a bunch of Buddhist statues or Buddha statues. And if you would have asked me, well, what are you, why are you buying all these Buddhas? I would have said, well, just for decoration. And that's what I thought I was doing. Um, 
But I never bought the Chinese Buddha. I always bought the, the, the skinny Hindu Buddha, not the fat Chinese Buddha. All the Buddhas that I bought. And this was years before I started studying Hinduism as hard as I do now. Which is, to me, you know, very interesting. Um, but I always loved Bollywood movies for no reason, specifically. I just, if you ask me, like, why do you like these movies? I'm like, I don't know. I just, the colors? I don't know. But I, it was something that I would kind of seek out on my own. And then as a kid, I would just over and over again paint um, mandalas. Just, if you give me a pencil and give me time to, and a piece of paper, I would start doodling and... I would always doodle a mandala. It's like an eternal, it looks like an eternal flower. The petals just go on and on and on. And I literally didn't even realize that I was drawing a mandala until like last month when I was, no, God, it wasn't last month, but it was a while back. And what happened was I looked up a book. I was reading a book on Carl Jung and they were talking about Jung's mandalas. And I was like, oh, what's a mandala? And I looked it up and I was like, shit, the fuck? I've been drawing this my whole life. So there's that. Um, so yeah, if you ask me who I was in a previous life, I mean, there, there are other stories that kind of point to that. Um, even my name, Joe, I uh, just randomly, it seemed like arbitrarily almost, I decided to just start calling myself Joe. And I, I don't, if you ask me why, I mean, I could give you reasons why. I just felt like, I don't know, it just kind of resonated with me. And then one day, I just was like, I was reading one book, and it, it, told, it said to go, the, it recommended a book. And the book was called I Am That. And so I searched eBay for that specific book. There were a couple of books that were similar, but I wanted this one by the author. I don't even remember the name of the author. But um, I ended up buying the book, and then I just kind of put it in the shelf somewhere. I didn't really read it. I just kind of held on to it and was like, I'm going to read it. And then one day, and I, and I, it was, I said shelf, it's not a shelf, it's actually on my nightstand. Um, and I just kept putting it off, putting it off. But then one day, um, I just had like a random thought, like, hey, look up Joe in Hindi, like what the word, the letter or the word Joe means in Hindu. So I did. And Joe means that. <laughs> and I'm, I looked it up and I, it said, that and then I turned and looked on my on my shelf and there's a book that says I am that and I was like huh I am that huh so it's just a bunch of little things like that um I could go on I oh well another story one time I was in I went to an Indian restaurant and a song came up and I didn't even realize that I was doing it but it was um it was a random song in Hindi. I don't speak the language at all, but I was singing the song. Every song that came on, I was singing along to it. I don't even know how, how I knew the words. I was just singing along to it. And by the time it was time for me to leave the restaurant, the manager of the restaurant walked up to me and handed me uh, a copy of the music that had been playing while I was in the restaurant. And at the time, I just thought, wow, that was really sweet. But now I'm like, 
they're 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 you know they're probably Hindu and they probably were able to see something that I didn't even realize at the time, which is like I was one of them at one time, you know, like so that was just really cool. So like I said, I could I could go on. I have other stories, but that's not it's, this is not that episode. This isn't about that. So anyway, so if you ask me what I thought, what I think I was in a previous life, I would say I was probably a misogynistic, um, racist, um, and not racist in a derogatory term, but if you look up like some of the writings of Mahatma Gandhi, it's racist against African, against African people. And if Gandhi of all people held these ideologies and, you know, sort of looked down on African people, it's really not that far-fetched to think that I would have been an individual that kind of held those same mindsets. And it would make sense why I came back, I had to come back, and why I came back as a African woman. Because the counter to that is that I was also probably a misogynist, like... And given the time that I was born, which is in the 80s, if I had also died in the 80s before I came back as Joe, um, yeah, I was probably misogynistic. So clearly I had to learn not to be, you know, a misogynist by walking in the skin of a female. And clearly I had to learn not to be a racist by walking in the skin of an African it's okay. I can own that. You know, I can own that. Um, but I don't intend to fucking come back here. (laughs) I get it. I'm done. I'm awake. Um, we're all just, you know, wearing skin. And so to judge a whole person by where they're from or their color or their skin is fucked up and it's not cool. So I've learned that. And, um, and hopefully this is my last incarnation, my last body. But back to what I was saying, I guess this is an edit of that episode where I said no karma for Trump, because the way karma is set up, it's not always instant, right? So if you think about the people, the group of people that he has spent a lot of his time you know, discriminating against, speaking against, and more or less creating a world in which they, let's say Mexican immigrants, for example, creating a world in which they suffer. His karma is going to be then having to be a Mexican immigrant. And he is so old he's old enough, I should say, where he will more or less experience firsthand the consequences of the very uh, policies he's put into place. And that, my dear, is karma. I don't think Hitler came back 
as a roach or whatever people say, you know. I think that would be too simple. So a roach or a bug or whatever is relatively unconscious. It doesn't really suffer. Humans suffer. Humans suffer more, I think, than most other animals on this planet. Because you have a consciousness that's trapped in unconscious loops. And that just by itself is suffering. Just doing the same things like Sisyphus. Remember the myth of Sisyphus? Where he has to push that same rock up the hill. He's cursed to push the same rock up the hill over and over and over again for all eternity. That's hell. And so when you say this person is going to go to hell, I've said before I don't believe that hell is a place of fire and brimstone. I believe hell is a body, another life, another incarnation where you basically have to suffer the same pain that you put other people through. And you can't do that if you're not human. Nobody can suffer like a human does. Humans have imagination. Humans have anxiety. Humans have worry. Humans have memory. That's hell. So when I say no karma for Donald Trump, when I said no karma for Donald Trump, it came from a place of lack of understanding of the laws of karma. At the time I recorded it, I didn't even really... I didn't know. I was, I was kind of short-sighted. And then I read it and I was like, shit, that's how it works. So why am I telling you guys this? Well, somebody has to hear this. I think all of the white supremacists that are walking around now Your karma isn't going to affect you now. But you're going to have to come back here. And you're going to suffer in exactly the same way as the people that you made suffer. That's what this world is. It's not that it's not a place for suffer, of suffering for everybody. I think once you've served your karma, your karmic debt you start becoming conscious and then it's time for you to move on to you know the next place. But I really do think that that's what this place is. And the trick is the key is rather you shouldn't have you should not keep coming back here like I said in another episode. You're repeating something because you didn't learn the first time. All right? I don't have to sing my, the ABC song repeatedly if I already know my ABCs. Once I'm done and I've memorized ABCs, I'm not going to walk around singing A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Because it's done. Like, move past that. So, yes. I guess the good news is that you're going to come back. But... 
I don't know who told you, or told us, I should say, I don't know who told us, that coming back was something desirable. If your guidance counselor told you you're going to have to repeat your senior year, I don't know many people who would be happy with that prospect. So the idea is to not come back. And that gets determined by how you live now. And it's not, you're not being punished. It's just cause and effect that are kind of tied in together. There's consequences for every action. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So for every action, an Indian man being treating African people and women in a racist and misogynistic way, well, the equal and opposite reaction to that is having to come back as an African female. That's how it works. That's how it works, which I think should further make you feel a bit of compassion for people who, who are living, I want to say, you know, flagrantly now without thoughts of the consequences of the way they treat the people that they cause to suffer. And karma doesn't give a fuck if you believe in it or not. <laughs> it's just, it's like, I don't have to believe in gravity for me to know that if I jump off a building, um, my ass is going to fall. Gravity doesn't give a fuck if I believe in it or not. And neither does karma. So if there's some stuff you're doing now, you might not pay for it in this life. But if you're a misogynist, you're going to come back as a female. If you're a bigot, you're going to come back as the people you discriminated against until you work through that, until you learn how that made that person feel, until you realize that that was not okay. For every action, there is an equal, an opposite reaction. Or I guess you could say an equal and opposite reincarnation. Right? For every incarnation, there's an equal and opposite reincarnation. But the key is to stop the cycle of in reincarnating you don't want to keep coming back here if you're back here it's because you fucked up i used to be like oh i'm an i'm an old soul and then i was like wait i'm a super senior <laughs> like, i failed that's why i had to come back <laughs>